Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. True Hauntings is a frightfully good production. As for places designed to contain and punish evildoers, West Virginia Penitentiary is up there with some of the most frightening places in America. Built in West Virginia in an area known as Moundsville in 1866, the penitentiary could possibly disturb the site of an Indian burial ground. At one stage, the penitentiary received a horrific accolade being ranked on the United States Department of Justice's top 10 most violent correctional facilities list. One of the most infamous locations in the prison, with instances of gambling, fighting and rape, was a recreation room known as the Sugar Shack. The prison has been featured in a variety of books, films, television shows, songs and video games. But we do warn listeners that this episode will contain emotionally sensitive topics. So be prepared. You will be listening to the reality of man's inhumanity to man. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne. And if there was ever a place haunted by the ghosts of despicable people, then it's certainly going to be West Virginia Penitentiary in Moundsville. Let's find out who still resides inside in this episode of The True Hauntings Podcast. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Welcome in, back in the studio. Oh, you're so chirpy, Renata. Where do you find that from? Oh, I don't know. Somewhere from, you the, know. The pits of your black little soul? That's, <laughs> that would be right. But we are hanging out. But So by the time you actually hear this episode, we would have been and come back from New Zealand. We will. And boy, we are just hanging on by our gritty fingernails to get there, aren't we? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I've, I've even located a pair of swimmers. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you'll be pleased Which, to know I tried someone and found the pair that fits me too. So awesome. I'm good to go. Yes. You will not be seeing that anywhere <laughs> on YouTube, people, except from the uh, the neck up, because we do want to. Unless we put some big stickers no. over the top of us. <laughs> Oh, they're going to have to be big. Uh, we, we we do want to share our, our little adventure to New Zealand. And um, this is, where are we going for this? To the, the um, hot pools? Or oh, the Polynesian Spa and Springs. <laughs> the sulphur pools. In Rotorua. I am just really excited. The devil's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's the devil's <laughs> fart is what it is. Because Rotorua, for those who don't know it, is full of the smell of sulphur. Mm-hmm. And... And um, I just remember on a when it's a bad day there, your eyes are watering. It's that strong. Oh you can't explain to people how bad it is until they actually go and experience it. It's a bit like childbirth. You sort of like, <laughs> yeah, it'll be well, all you're right. going through yeah, it, you're going, ah! Yeah. And then you leave and you go, oh, yeah, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> and then you go back and you go, why did I do this again? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. What about the poor people that live there? That's what I want to oh, know. they must have very healthy lungs because <sighs> I don't think anything can grow inside that air. <laughs> but I can't wait to show you all the bubbling pools of mud. Oh, you absolutely. wanted to go and roll in some, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. No. I did. No, the we kids might. in every nook and cranny will never get it out. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, yes, so um, we hope that you are enjoying or have enjoyed uh, some of our uh, wonderful trip to New Zealand. And if you haven't as yet, head on over to YouTube because that's where you're going to find uh, the bits and pieces that we have filmed and, and have wanted to share or that have been shareable. Maybe some of the things that we have wanted to share, we've kind of ended up saying... No, maybe we shouldn't show that to anyone <laughs> Sharing at all. too much. But we, are, we have also, by this point in time, stayed at some haunted sites and mm-hmm. we have done an investigation. Or two with, or three. With the Hags girls um, from uh, Auckland. Yes. And uh, we'll, we are sharing all of that with you. So uh, it's going we to love be, to share. It's going to be an awesome experience. But this was also a fascinating um topic to look at. Oh, hang on. Before you segue <laughs> on, geez, you did that smooth. I didn't even get a chance. Um, I want to just remind people that we've got a new podcast. Yes, we do. Diary of a Ghost Hunter. Yes. So if you like listening to us drivel and carry on, there's another one for you. There you go. <laughs> uh, so we tell you what our week is like and what it's really like to be a ghost hunter and the uh, things that happen. And we've we've got a good story to add to this week's. Yes. Uh, but yes. we're probably not going to be able to do next week's because we'll be in... New Zealand, but the, we'll have to make a little note yes. of um, private cases and things and how yes. we deal with them and what happens. So uh, this is a reality uh, when you're not Zach Bagans and you don't have um, 100 people following you around with film cameras and just telling you what to do and where to stand. Yeah. I like it like that. See, the problem is we had a taste of that and um, that spoiled us for life because yeah. now we know what it's like just to have someone stand over there, do your investigating stuff, explain yeah. what just happened. Yeah, that was the devil who turned up and said, here you are, ladies. Have a taste. Have a taste of this. Lick that lollipop. <laughs> and now I'm just going to rip it away. <laughs> But I want more, Satan. 
yes so uh, anyway, yes. yeah so to do that you would have to play satan's game and we're not prepared to do that yet well we're going or to yet. satan's butthole we're all the sulfurous <laughs> swellers coming out so we'll let you know how we go we'll have a chat <laughs> he might give us what we want just to get us out of there yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. now renata you've got a little story to tell about this particular episode <laughs> as well <laughs> How many hours ago did you find out you were researching the wrong one? And it was one that we've already done. You were researching Eastern States Penitentiary. I was. And the story was so different. I was finding all this great information. And I look, I'm ready. I'm saying I'm ready to go. I know you've been ready for days. I've been going, oh, my God, I just can't get into it. And then you asked me yesterday, are you doing the right one? And I've gone, Yes. And then I checked again today and I've gone, oh. <laughs> the, the thing was, we've already I'm, done it. I'm on the wrong side of the It America. may have been like 50 episodes ago, but we've already done oh, it. I can't remember what we've done. Oh, no, I can't remember what I had for breakfast, never mind what we did 50 weeks ago. So I did enjoy Eastern States. <laughs> again. Again. And I did find out some new information. Or maybe it, was, it wasn't new, but it sounded new. <laughs> it was new all over again for a second time. Ah, this yes. is is this signs of dementia? Do I need to be worried? I had signs of my brain being at capacity and not yep. being able to take any more information in. Yeah. Um, but yes. Don't stop now because we've got more. <laughs> oh, but we, yes, we're ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. Um, and it's Western States Penitentiary. Oh, West Virginia Penitentiary. Oh, yep. Moundsville. Moundsville. Oh. Let's go to the soundscape. Okay. As CAG and I arrived at the West Virginia Penitentiary, we received the greeting we often get when first rolling up somewhere like this. The host looks over our shoulders and asks, where's the rest of your team? Nope. Just us, two middle-aged ladies out on a paranormal adventure. The excitement of the night started very early on. Jason, our lovely and very informative guide, took us around and regaled us with the violent goings-on and the dark history of the prison. It was as we neared the medical centre that we heard a, a cough at the top of the stairs. We hesitated to listen, and this was soon followed up by heavy movements on the top floor, creeping up. We stood in the darkness and listened to the heavy sounds resounding around the building. Bangs, the sound of glass being rattled and moved. Knocks and even shuffling footsteps behind us ensued, causing us to go live on our Facebook page. This was too good to miss. My first thought was that there had to be animals in the roof, but there would have been needed to be a herd of them as the noises often were simultaneous and resonated from rooms behind us, beside us and down the hallway. This was to continue when we returned with Jason and Ryan, members of Paranormal Quest, to investigate these noises. Both Jason and Ryan were as surprised as us and they swear that they had never heard it that noisy before. They explained that they often hear the building settling, as is common with most old buildings, but never so loud and never with such good timing to questions. Interestingly, a lot of the big bangs were in response to my talking. Jason would ask, nothing, 
I would ask, and bang! When we were talking amongst ourselves, it was largely quiet. The equipment we had set out, though, remained unaffected and did not trigger up there once. We did go live for our Patreon subscribers again, and at one point we were receiving comments that our viewers were seeing a figure down the hallway. Cag zoomed the video in for a closer look, and on watching back, you clearly see a transparent, misty form walk across the hallway. Could it have been a trick of light on the lens? We have looked at every other part of the video and cannot find anything similar, and it does appear to be upright. Although undecided, it does appear unusual and can be seen in the YouTube video. We made our way to the psych ward, and once down there, all sounds settled down. No further noises were heard, apart from the normal popping of metal common with building movement. We then moved to the cell block, but no matter how hard Cag tried to get a well-known prisoner, Red, to respond to her, she obviously wasn't his type, no activity was noted. We moved across to where Danny Lehman was murdered, and on request, we did get a ball in the room activating and the eddy triggered. It should be noted that this was the one and only time our equipment triggered all night. Finally, we resorted to the good old ghost spirit box, where we were clearly told several times to leave. Radio or the residents telling us they'd had enough? Either way, we decided it was indeed late, and we would take their advice and get some much-needed sleep. And I would like to give a big shout out to Alison and Cag from Haunted Horizons in our very own South Australia for letting us read out their report on when they went to the West Virginia Penitentiary in Moundsville. And um, it's really weird because right now they're hosting the guys that uh, they mentioned in that story from, what was it, Paranormal paranormal quest um jason and ryan right here in australia um so i think it's just auspicious that we happen to be doing this one right at the time that they're hosting the guys here in australia excellent oh good on you renata (laughs) Uh, shall we tell them the little bit of other juicy stuff that happened in between we're having a shocking day trying to record today our poor producer bonnie we apologize profusely beautiful bonnie there has been many stuff ups and um trip overs and and then to make it all worse we were calling it west penitentiary in virginia instead of the West Virginian Penitentiary. So we had to go back and re-record everything. But that's okay. Bonnie's brilliant. She'll piece it all together and make it sound fabulous. We need a holiday. (laughs) We desperately need a holiday. All right. But this is a great story. um, Yeah, I'm I'm going to the history now. All right. I'm actually looking forward to this. I think the history of this place is far more important than the ghost stories. And the interesting thing that this is... 
actually one place where there are Indian burial yes. grounds. Yes. Where's the demons? <laughs> As opposed to all the other places that are Where's allegedly the supposed to have. Where's the Warrens? <laughs> Shouldn't they be there? And um, when I actually saw pictures of Moundsville, I now realise why it's called Moundsville. There's a woman big mound there. <laughs> There's mounds everywhere. But what's even more exciting about this location, Renata? We're going there. We're going Yes. Yes, in June next year, that will be 2023, we are speaking at the Women's Paranormal Conference, which is being held there. Yes. <gasps> How exciting. Very, very exciting. We're going to get to go to the sugar shack. <laughs> Deary me. And Jen's put us up in, what was it, the Ross House or yes, something? Yes, Which is haunted. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm going to go spoon with a ghost. <laughs> Not you. You get your own no, bed. No. So, according to local law, the prison is built allegedly over one of the largest and most mysterious mounds in the area. Now, these mounds were created by the local Adena Indians, and they had in their history this idea of burial mounds for their dead, Mm -hmm. which is quite interesting because, of course, that is what was happening in other pagan cultures around the world, building mounds for their dead. Yes. So isn't that interesting? Yeah, I remember in Ireland going out, um, when my husband and I went, we walked into the park and there was a whopping big mound there. Yes. Massive. Yes. Yeah, and there were mounds that were created um, around Newgrange as well. Yeah, and there was also um, the... Hellfire Club at Dublin, where they did, uh, they they pulled think it, that yeah yes, they pulled it to pieces and and made some of the Hellfire Club out of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Interesting. So over over the years, many of the mounds have been raided for artifacts. They've been torn down to make way for modern buildings and modern structures. Let's get rid of that mound. We need to build the highway, of course, um, and of course, otherwise desecrated in many many ways. And some still stand. And you can find those pictures if you go searching for the township of Moundsville. Or better still, go to our True Hauntings page or group or whatever it is. Yeah, because we'll have some photos up there. Because Emmy will put them up for Mm -hmm. us. And the thing is that um, when I was looking at some of these pictures, I found one that actually had Christmas lights on top. What? (laughs) The Christmas decorations on top. Let's decorate the burial ground oh. with some Christmas lights. Oh, I just paint a Ouija board on it too. I just don't know. I don't know. I've already put my foot into um, yeah, now, some stuff this week. Yeah, we're, we're not very good this week. <laughs> our filters talked, are slipping. When we've talked about something that we thought was horrifically just um, disrespectful and there have been people going, nope. <laughs> And you 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 didn't get a they them right either. We no. got in trouble for that too. Oh no! I was sorry, but yeah, the, I think the Christmas lights on top of the mound is a step too far. Just too far. Just... I draw the line. I will not step over it for Christmas lights. No. Did they have a baby Jesus on the mound in crib? No. No, she's gone. The glasses are fogging up. Oh, it's been a while since we've had a good wheeze, but poor Renata needs to be on on the verge of a mental breakdown to get one these days. And we're there. Trust me, people. We are there. Anyway, they're just trying to brighten up the place. <laughs> yeah, yep, right. 
<laughs> I can't see anything now. Yes. So it's not really hard to to uh, believe that those spirits are pissed. Are <laughs> pissed off. Yes, they're quite angry, and they will definitely be some of the spirits that um, people might be encountering on their ghost hunts now uh, during the the tours that happen at um, the Moundsville Penitentiary. Mm. Now, there has been some archaeological diggings in the area and they believe that this can go back uh, at least a, a thousand years <gasps> BCE. Oh, a thousand years BCE? A thousand years BCE. Before Jesus? When group... <laughs> Nothing was there before Jesus. Oh no! Not the world just, today. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, we're not going there now. We're broken. Just throw in the bin. <laughs> we're not going to get through anything today. By the way, if anyone's going to spare ten thousand dollars, she needs some help getting her teeth fixed. <laughs> or become our Patreon. We'd really appreciate it. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Oh, jeez, outtakes. Um, no, that's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> so they believe that um, prehistoric groups of Native Americans occupied the region well and truly around that time, uh, around the Ohio and Mississippi River Valley. So that's a huge, huge amount of history. Now, these were the Adena people and they were the mound builders. This was part of their custom and um, a long history of that. And look, thank goodness at least some of the mounds exist, but now we know why it's called Moundsville. Yep. And um, So why do they call Beaver Beaver? Because of the beavers. That's very good. Thank you. Uh, now, these were Make usually... Make sure you stop at the beaver liquor store. It's the, great. <laughs> usually these were small mounds uh, that were built, but the Adena people built uh, one huge burial mound, which was 295 feet in diameter and 69 feet high, right in the middle of an Ohio River floodplain. Now, this was the largest conical burial mound build, built by these people. It was one of those things that you could probably see from miles away. Yeah, so yeah. very, very, very iconic for them, very important to their culture and their history. Uh, but in 1777, three brothers, Joseph Samuel and James Tomlinson, came into the region uh, and they took up claims for several acres and they built a cabin very, very um, close or around this mound area. And in, I love this. I love this next statement. It's fabulous. In 17... <clears throat> sorry. I'll clear your throat for sorry. that one. In 1788, <clears throat> Joseph laid out a plan for the town, uh, which was later to become Moundsville, and the brothers are credited with being the discoverers of the great mound of the Adena people. Don't you love when people discover things that have been there for over a thousand years? <laughs> oh, look at that. What just appeared? I discovered it. It's my find. Oh, dear. Oh. <sighs> yes. So, when are we going to get through this today? <laughs> This is our last one before we go. No. Now, uh, let's let's go back to this whole thing about the prison being there or, or the, the penitentiary. 
Yes, I'm waiting. So when the state of West Virginia was admitted to the uh, the Union in 1863, there weren't any jails of any kind except for county jails. So in 1866, the legislature directed by the Board of Public Works needed to select a site for a large penitentiary and they picked the area near Moundsville. Mm -hmm. Now, prior to that, Moundsville Township was tiny, yeah, Mm -hmm. but this penitentiary became huge Huge. and it would have attracted attracted many people to the area, of course, to work there. Yeah. The interesting thing, though, was there was a story that was circulating around West Virginia at the time And it said that the people of Moundsville had a choice of either a prison or a university, and the leaders decided that they'd go for a prison. Oh, really? No. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, that's a story. It's a furphy. It's a furphy. Oh, we're finding furphies in the history. (laughs) This is not good. Um, Really, the location of the prison... um, was really, really important because uh, Moundsville is very, very close to the state capital, which is Wheeling. But it makes for a good story. It does make do a we, fabulous... Do just, let's just make shit up. <laughs> we don't need real history. Just make stuff up. Oh, that was That's great. That's what psychics do for the bloody ghost stories. Oh, did I just say my... That was my outside voice. Sorry. We, we, we have... Yeah. Uh, so keep going, the, the keep prison, going. The prison opened in 1866... And it really started off as just a wooden structure, only 24 feet wide and 100 feet long. A bit like Maitland Jail, really. And it was surrounded by a 14-foot high stockade fence enclosing about 10 acres of ground. So very much, very simple. Yeah. Very, very simple. Um, and it had seven prisoners in custody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a lot. Now, later on, the next 30 would arrive and then... Construction started, and of course, construction was led by the prisoners themselves, so it gave them something to do. And of course, as time progressed, more and more prisoners would come in, so the prison would be enlarged, and it ended up including things like a blacksmith shop, a wagon shop, a carpentry shop, a brick and yard, a stone yard, a paint shop, a tailor shop, a bakery and a hospital. It sounds so it was, very organised, like yeah, a little town. It was self-sufficient, yeah. virtually. It was self-sufficient. Now, from the outside... Oh, I actually saw also... Oh, squirrel! A, yeah, <laughs> a photo of a prisoner making dresses for dolls. Oh. Yes. And very oh. good as well. So these prisoners were quite occupied with many tasks, many things that they could choose to yeah, do. Meaningful they were, tasks. They were also educated as well. Uh, so one of one of the main uh, priorities there was to educate. But this these sounds men. all like really well organised and really awesome rehabilitation. Mm, so maybe what not. went wrong? Maybe not. Uh, from the outside of the prison, it looked like a Gothic fortress. Oh, it had magnificent. It had battlements, it had turrets, and it really looked like a medieval castle. I may cry when I lay my eyes on this for the first mm. time. But imagine looking at that from every angle of the township, seeing this huge, huge like edifice, this monument to evil. In your backyard. Jeez, oh, that's I, a bit dramatic. I, I wonder if the people in the township felt safe in living there, uh, whether there were escapes, and there were, 
uh, and how that would kind of it, it dominated the landscape so did it also dominate the lives of the people that were there mm-hmm. mm. the penitentiary featured a unique system for entering the cell areas now in 1894 there was a cage that was added to the first floor and when the prisoners came in they were searched and then they were placed in this caged wheel and this cage wheel would then turn so that none of the prisoners could try and dash out or have a last minute escape it was only big enough for the prisoner to go in and then it kind of opened another door and that opened into the cell areas and the prisoner only had a little small opening to go through. So the guard would be on the other side sort of pulling him out uh, and then he would be led straight into his cell and locked in. Wow. So it's like a lazy Susan for prisoners. Yes, yes. <laughs> so this area became a dumping ground for people putting them in incarceration. And, of course, the prison grew bigger and bigger, which allowed more prisoners to come in and be put into cells. But these cells were these tiny, small cells that we see in most of the prisons built in the late 1800s. Yeah, I think about five foot by seven foot. Yeah. Not very big. And so you had three people to a small prison cell like that. So two were on bunks and one was on a mattress on the floor. Yeah, wow. And they were only designed for one person. Yes, yes. And uh, by 1927, the prison had rarely doubled in size. So the complex itself eventually encompassed about 20 acres of ground, and that also included the warden's residence and the office, administration offices, visitors' areas, a laundry room, a chapel, and a boiler room. Got to have a chapel. Got to have a chapel. Now, the central receiving building was where the prisoners would first arrive. We also have a place called the Hole, which was the punish, punishment area uh, for prisoners who misbehave. I dare say it would have been a blackout, solitary confinement yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, there was also the execution chamber, which housed the electric chair later on, uh, which was named Old Sparky, oh, and God. it was built by one of the prisoners. How do you do that? How, as a prisoner, do you build that? Yeah, apparently they had three switches, and one um, they would change the wiring, so one of them would work and the other two wouldn't. <gasps> so you never knew who actually threw the switch to kill the person. Oh, right, so you'd have three people You'd have three people there. pull the switch. Right. But only one would work and nobody would know who it was. Right. So I suppose that helped allay the guilt of the people doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Now, it's said that many people were driven mad by the solitude uh, in some of these areas. There was, of course, sensory deprivation and loneliness, and that drove many people to suicide. Also, the fact that there were, you know, this this is a place with thousands of prisoners in it uh there would be riots there would be uh, murders there would be uh, a whole lot of things it would drive people to suicide mm. um so i mean you got there because you committed a crime and then you were there in a living hell yep now there was also a place called rat row what uh and that was where informants and witnesses oh. were kept away from the general population rats. for their own yeah for their own protection right now the most 
deadly prisoners were housed in the North Wing. Now, the North Wagon Gate was used to temporarily house both male and female in- inmates, and at one time it was also used for executions. Ooh. So, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Oh, please do. So, there was a series of wooden trapdoors on the floor of the second floor. Yeah. Now, the trapdoor would open. And the prisoner would dangle through the floor until announced dead. And there were a total of 96 men that uh, were were killed uh, through the execution method of hanging. Wow. Now, um, 84 of those were, sorry, 84 were hanged and the rest uh, were uh, um, actually met their... Fried. Yeah, met their death by... um, electrocution uh, from 1951 onwards until the facility closed. Now, the last public hanging uh, was of Frank Heyer. Now, you could actually attend hangings, mm-hmm. oh goody goody, uh, until 1931. Now, Frank Heyer was one of those, uh, or was the last public hanging. He ex- uh, he murdered his wife. Mm-hmm. Now, when the trapdoor opened beneath him, his full weight pulled on the noose, and he was decapitated. (gasps) Oh, no. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh dear! Oops. Uh, so that was probably the last time that uh, people were allowed to come in. After that, you were only allowed to come in by invitation. Now, the last man to be executed was Bud Peterson from Logan County, and he was buried in the prison cemetery because the family refused to claim his body. Oh, okay. The final insult, huh? Mm. There was another... Did you read about the other... <clears throat> I've got I've, something stuck in my throat. Um, the other one where the with the hanging, they um, they got a bit trigger-happy with pulling the, the lever and they actually pulled it before they'd got the rope around his neck properly and the guy just plummeted to the cement oh, down no. below. Oh, but no. he survived. He was sort of a bit dazed and so they dragged him back up and did it properly the second time. Oh, no. Oh, that's awful. That's, that's so just, barbaric. Oh, it is. It is. Now, the facility itself held some of the most violent killers, some of the most violent rapists and other criminals uh, that any institution has had in America. So literally, when we're talking about ghosts, I guess some of those ghosts, especially when you're thinking of 96 men, yeah. died there yeah oh there's more than 96 died oh, there because well, you've got I, suicides and you've got murders yeah, and you've got everything yeah. else that yep. happened there there would be a lot of uneasy souls there so was it a true haunting let's just go there renata oh. we can finish up early no sorry can't keep going now uh, as mentioned in the um opening um Introduction. Whichever one it is. Yes, in the introduction. <laughs> this was one of the most violent prisons in the nations at um, at that particular time. And uh, there were several very famous violent prison riots uh, where the inmates held guards and staff members captive, hostage, uh, until all of that was quietened down. Mm. Now, in 1986, the West Virginia Supreme Court ruled that five by seven foot cells constituted a form of cruel and unusual punishment for inmates. Oh, it was the cell size that was cruel and unusual. Everything else was fine. Everything else was fine. (laughs) So most of the prisoners were removed to Mount Olive Correctional Complex to finish off their sentences. It was one of those prisons that even though it was renovated over the years um, and had many renovations and extensions. There came a point in time when it was just not feasible to continue it as a prison. Now, the most famous prisoner there uh, was probably Charles Manson. And we know a little bit about Charles Manson. He uh, conducted a set of murders in California that were labelled the Helter Skelter murders. And there have been many stories and many movies about this sicko. Uh, Now, Manson was a young man. That's a technical word, by the way, sicko. Uh, Manson was a young man when he spent time at the penitentiary and uh, he was moved there and he kept on asking to be moved back to Moundsville only because his family was around there. He was hoping for some extra visits from yeah. mum and dad. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, oh, no. so sad. I hope they kept him away. <sighs> now, 
there was also a recreation area called the Sugar Shack. We have mentioned oh, that before. Boy, yeah. um, and an Aryan nation leader named Jasper was stabbed to death during recreation time. Yep. Oh, interesting recreation time they have. Yeah. Let's all stab each other. Yeah, woohoo. Mm. Now, in 1973, during a prison riot, three inmates were stabbed by other inmates and one of them died. Now, also, the prisoners then set fire to the prison while they were still in it. Mm. The hostages they had taken were all rescued alive and there was minimum damage to the prison at that particular time. In 1986, there was another riot that broke out and another three inmates were killed. There were guards that were taken hostage again, but they were rescued in this riot as well. They're they're pretty good at rescuing the, the staff. Yes, Yes. Now, the same year, two inmates were leaders in the same motorcycle gang and they were killed during a gang dispute and a third victim of the attack survived. In 1987, two prisoners got into an altercation during their exercise period and one struck the other with a barbell and killed oh him. Oh, my God. And the Anything list- becomes a weapon. Oh, absolutely. So the- gym equipment's dangerous, I'm just saying. <laughs> always Keep dangerous. away from it. Yep. And look, there is a long list of attacks and a long list of murders um, and attempts of murder um, all through the history of, of, I think it's 119 years that that, uh, this prison was open. Sorry, I just had to stop you there, Renata, because uh, the puppies next door started to bark and quite often that sets off a dog bomb here mm-hmm. and the dogs are in here helping us record today. Yeah. I didn't want to scare people. Of course, if the postman turns up, we've got no hope. <laughs> They'll want to tear his throat out. Now, the prison shut down the Moundsville Economic Development Council took out a 25-year lease on the building and uh, the building was placed on the National Register of Historic Places and opened for educational tours. Now, also, the facility was used as a training ground for new correctional officers. Yeah, I thought that was a really brilliant use for it, actually. Yes, yes. And now, of course, the prison has had another revival and this really happened after MTV's Fear. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that. It was interesting how they did it. Yeah, I haven't. I'll I have haven't. To, I have to have it. It's a, a group of young people that they blindfold and deposit in the jail, and they've just got to go and meet at what was the chapel in this location. And um, there's a computer that tells them what they need to do. Ah. And um, whoever's left standing, you know, that if they survive the however many days they're there, they get. I think it's three thousand dollars each, which is not a lot of money now, but back then, um, it was a, a good amount. Mm. Wow. Now, there was also in 1955, I'm going to go back to 1955 because there was a a mine that was there at the jail as well and some of the more trusted prisoners were allowed to be off the site to work in the mine but um, there were many walkaway escapes, about one uh, a week where they would just walk away. (laughs) And this is where bloodhounds were actually used to try and track down the prisoners. Um, The local citizens actually, the name of this particular place uh, was nicknamed Camp Fairchance, (laughs) but it landed up being called Camp Shawchance when all of these prisoners started to escape. We'll just trust them. They'll be good. They'll they'll stay here. Which is quite interesting. Mm. Um, The death penalty was abolished in 1959. So, you know, whoever 
was then uh, there uh, and had committed crimes that were worth the death penalty uh, were then really lifers after that. But the death penalty hasn't been um, stopped in all states. No. Because no. there's still people on death row mm. to this day. Absolutely. You'd want to be sure, wouldn't you? You would. And as things are coming around now, there are more people who are... Um, I guess more evidence coming up to say that some of those people that have spent years, their whole lives on yep. death row, um, don't actually... Aren't guilty. Uh, yeah, they're not guilty. Wow. So that's kind of my bit done. I don't. I didn't want to go into too much because I know there's lots and lots of ghost stories. There's yeah. a plethora of ghost stories. There so I want you to talk about the ghosts. Well, I mean, it's a plethora of ghost stories. But once again, it's... Um, very similar ghost stories, the same things reported in each of the the different locations. Uh, but there are um, like general reports um, where they say that there is cold spots. This one lady uh, walked through a cold spot that was it affected her that badly that she started to shake with fear. You imagine that. Mm. So it must have been her body reacting with that fight or flight. Yeah. Um, the, the common things that are seen are shadow figures, uh, screams from cells, doors clanging shut, which is what Alison and Cag were experiencing, sound of footsteps running along stairs and hallways. Guests get locked into cells um, unexpectedly, not knowing how. Uh, heavy prison doors suddenly slam in their faces. People are touched, pushed or pulled. Uh, there is a lot of what they call EVP, electronic voice phenomena, which is voices you don't hear with your own ears at the time, but will turn up on uh, recorders. And there is a really good example of that where one tourist was videotaping uh, the tour. And when they watched back later, there was a long, low, terrified scream in the background, which they said they didn't hear at the time. Um who knows? I mean, wow. it's hard, but they said it sounded like someone was in great pain. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you just have to look at the institution to sort of realise that there, there's going to be residual stuff there for sure. Yeah. Um, so the, as they were saying that they do think that some of the haunting is coming from the restless souls or um, the the angry spirits of the deceased Native Americans mm -hmm. um, who now I'm I'm confused. Uh, they do say that the giant mound was across the road from yep. the jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, the penitentiary, but then we've got reports of it being built on top of. So mm -hmm. maybe there was more than one. Not sure about that, but there is a um, uh, like a museum there now that you can go and visit and learn all about the 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 mounds, and of course go and put Christmas lights on the one that's left. Mm -hmm. <sighs> now the first reported haunting actually goes back to 1930. Wow, I know, right? That, it's so unusual to have reports that go back that far. Mm, and it's usually, it's really hard to get information from prisoners mm. and um, and officers that are there at the time to tell you that things are going on that are a bit spooky. Yeah. You normally hear about it after the place is closed. Exactly. Uh, but this particular one was an inmate who was often, often spied walking along a maintenance area where prisoners were not allowed to go. And it was that solid and real that 
quite often the guards would set off the alarms to mm-hmm. say there was a, an escape. But when they'd go there to look for them, there was nobody there and all prisoners were accounted for. Wow. Makes mm. you wonder if somebody knew how to get out and go for a stroll and then nicked back. <laughs> Doesn't that make you wonder that? Mm. I wouldn't put it past some mm. of them. But yes, the um, the notorious place at this particular jail, sorry, I keep saying jail, it was a penitentiary, they like yeah. to call it. It's a slight difference, I think, between a jail okay. and a penitentiary. Okay, well, I hope you know the answer to that one because <laughs> I don't. Um, this was the, the sugar shack. Uh, and there was a lot of stuff that used to go on down there because it was down underneath uh, the the prison. It's a bit like our Maitland Jail in the shower block where you just they didn't go in there. They tried to yes. keep out of there. Yes. Uh, but uh, the residual sounds that are being heard there are people arguing, talking, whispering. Um, there's other unexplained noises. Cold spots are felt within the room. But the ghost that is meant to be down there is that of a maintenance man who once worked there. Now, what he used to do is he used to spy on the prisoners and then would very quickly report to the authorities to let them know of any news or possible disturbances uh, that might be about to happen. So he was trying to be the ears to keep things peaceful. Uh, But, of course, to prisoners, they're a rat. Mm Mm-hmm. So at some stage or other, he was uh, set upon and the retaliation was he was stabbed several times with shivs when he was in the bathroom. Now, that ghost of that maintenance man is said to wander around in the basement area and apparently he causes equipment to malfunction. Uh-huh. So that's that. Oh, there was another one over here that um, I've got notes everywhere. Uh, also, Jasper, uh, you were talking about the yes. uh, leader of the Aryan uh, nation, yeah? Mm. I'm stabbed to death mm-hmm. and his ghost is said to haunt the area and is supposed to be the most vocal and aggressive of spirits down there. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, now we go over to the North Wagon Gate. Yes which is the oldest structure there at the jail. It's supposed to be the most active. Now, that's where the execution gallows were and where a man named Orville Adkins was hanged in 1938. Uh, He was uh, condemned for kidnapping a minister who was later found dead. And he was the one that um, his execution was botched. And as the noose was being placed around the neck, the nervous assistant pulled the trap door too quickly and he fell 20 feet to the stone walkway. But that's that's really horrible. But they say his spirit hangs around there uh, and footsteps can be heard pacing slowly back and forth. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens in that particular area is that there um, it's a feeling of evil. They feel like they're being watched and sometimes they'll hear sounds and voices. They get a lot of EVPs over there as well. Uh, but they do believe it's the ghosts of the condemned that mm. are hanging around there and um, are sometimes seen. Uh, then we have the North Hall, where the worst of the worst were. So there's the North Wagon Gate mm-hmm. and then there is the North Hall. Now, these prisoners were kept in their cells for 23 hours a day. Mm-hmm. One hour mm-hmm. out of their cell. Mm-hmm. 
And this is where the, they had the um, two murders that you were talking about. One was the biker named Danny. Now, he got stabbed in the eye by another inmate and died from the hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was a, a guide, an ex-prisoner at Maitland Jail who lost an eye. Um, and he used to run the tours there. He ran it for my son when he was 12. I had a group of the kids go up there and uh, he took great delight in popping his, oh, eye, popping out his sh- eye out and showing all the kids. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I thought I was going to have to clean up vomit and it was mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's he's supposed to be hanging around there. There's also William Red Snyder. Now, that was the one that um, Alison and Keg were trying to make contact uh, with. Yes. And Alison yep. said that Keg mustn't have been his type, which I thought yep. was hilarious. We do love Alison and Keg. We we feel they investigate very much like us, very down to earth, and um, the experiences they've had, yeah. I'm just downright jealous. No mucking about. When they tell you that they have had an experience, you can believe them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, he, Red Snyder was not liked. Uh, he was convicted of murdering his parents and dismembering their corpses. Mm. And we did give you warnings at the start of this one because it's, it's pretty bad. But uh, he was disliked and was involved in lots and lots of fights. Uh, in the end, he was actually in ta- attacked in front of his c- cell and stabbed 37 times. Oh, boy, someone was angry. Wow. So he is known to hang around there and he's not very nice. Mm -hmm. Now, in that particular hall where that happened, they get photographic anomalies. Mm -hmm. That better Mm -hmm. not be orbs. That better not be orbs. Um, Again, equipment malfunctions. They seem to have a lot of this happen here. The sound of cell doors banging when no one is there. Mm -hmm. (gasps) And that they feel very uncomfortable, particularly in Red Snyder's cell. Uh, Solitary, people feel cold spots. They feel like they're being touched on their back. Uh, and then, of course, there's death row, the psych ward, chapel, shower, cages, dining room, boarding room. Everything is active everywhere. Um, but I just imagine the terror and the horror in these particular buildings. Um, yeah. Uh, throughout the prison, visitors and staff report seeing fleeting glimpses of apparitions, smelling unpleasant odours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could just be somebody who's walked past. Strange noises could have something to do with the unpleasant odours. Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling of being watched. Um, now, some of the disembodied voices they've caught as help, I'm trapped. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when we get those calls for help, we always offer help. Yes. But it just always seems to be residual. It's just an echo from the past. There's no sort of intelligence behind it. Uh, what else is there? Oh, Shadow Man. He likes to lurk in dark places, has no visible features. Uh, it just appears like a dark shadow that's very intimidating. It's mm. supposed to be very tall. Mm-hmm. Very tall. They all seem to be very tall, those shadow people. Well, is it because they're... Um, oh, geez, we're running out of time here. Uh, they're playing on your fear, so they're going to make themselves appear bigger than you. When you're being uh, attacked by things, you've got to make yourself look bigger. Put your hands up. I think bear attacks and things uh-huh, like uh-huh. they they just they say don't challenge them, but just make yourself look bigger by putting your hands above your head or or run away. No, don't run because I'll chase you. They think, oh, we're going to play chase. Let's go chase the people. But <sighs> one of the most important things that happened 
at this place. Oh, there, hang on. No, there was... I had to tell you about the um, the different shows that have been there. And I'd forgotten about one of them. Uh, and that was Paranormal Challenge. Do you remember Paranormal Challenge? No. That was uh, Zach Bagans. And they'd get two teams into a location and pit them against each other. Mm-hmm. And they had to collect the most evidence. And ah, they were right. declared yep. the winners of the challenge. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really interesting. I... I quite enjoyed that um so west virginia penitentiary hosted um paranormal challenge destination fear most haunted yes uh stranded fear so it's had a lot of people going through it looking for for ghosties so Mm -hmm. you know if you don't find evidence there you must suck as a paranormal investigator but anyway the most important ones as always Ghost Adventures mm-hmm. have been there mm-hmm. and they've done lots of legwork. Yes. I love reading their legwork of what they've done beforehand. They've spoken to Barbara Applegarth, who is a housewife. Uh-huh. I don't know why they felt the need to put housewife. <sighs> anyway, she tells them that she and a group of other people had witnessed a full-bodied, six-foot-tall, transparent apparition down in the basement of the penitentiary by the boilers. The apparition bent down as if to pick something up. The soap. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Excuse me while I have a coughing fit. And turned and was gone just like that. Uh, they, they've got lots of reports from down the sugar shack with this a light that formed a mass of a man who looked like he was digging. I bet things were hidden down there. They got them out of their cell. Yeah. Or yep. there was transactions that happened yes. and they would come back later yes. to dig them up. So yes. these sightings make sense. Um, she says that in general, if one is investigating ghosts at the penitentiary, I'm just going to watch Renata's face for this one. 3 a.m. is the time to be out there because that's the witching hour. Oh, oh Lord. They rolled. Oh. They rolled. Yes. Yeah. Now, there's former guard stories, the wagon gate, uh, sounds of the gallow trap doors opening uh, when nobody was there. Another eyewitness two years ago heard, come meet the devil, mm-hmm. spoken out loud. In another instance, an older person, an older older person go into the penitentiary and come back out with a huge unibrow like a scar on his, what? <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> Just reread that for me, Anne. Hang on. Another eyewitness two years ago heard, come meet the devil, spoken out loud, and in another instance saw an older person go into the penitentiary and come back out with a huge uni-brow-like scar on his head. Right. So they've obviously whacked their head on something and, and... given themselves a bit oh, of a red mark. Yeah. I just thought that they've gone in there and they've come back with a unibrow. <laughs> I'm thinking, hang on, how did that happen? Oh, but, I mean, they had, um, yeah, that sounded like they had some activity in there as well. Um, they went to the North Hall and they were provocating, provo- provocate provocation words are getting hard uh they're provoking the spirits in other Mm -hmm, words mm -hmm. they'd get some emf spikes some cold chills they saw a figure pass by a doorway uh all the the normal good stuff and the sugar shack they taped uh cameras down um and aaron snapped a a digital shot of nick 
with his clothes off. No, um, showing a very strange glowing anomaly far in the background, uh, which they seem to think could be glowing eyes. Oh, my gosh. Probably just a reflection of a light of something. Uh, Aaron tapes himself sitting down on a chair and the camera records a pulsing orb. Renata's gone to sleep. She's not even reacting anymore. I don't know what's going on over there. She's just sitting there. I'm saying pulsing orb and you're doing nothing. <laughs> no, because I'm reading even more stuff here. Well, we I've don't got have time to, to read more stuff. This is, it's, this, look, guys, this should be a teaser for you to go and find more information about these places because there is so much here to yeah, We're, we're really, hitting the hour mark already. Yeah, there's, there's so much. Um, yeah. But they've got some oh. good EVPs. Can I just finish yeah, yeah, up yeah, with yeah, the yeah. EVPs? Yep, 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 yep. Laughing. Yeah. I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. I've had an EVP that says I'll kill you. And it freaks the Patrices out of you. Mm-hmm. I've gone away. Mm-hmm. Look up. I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, anyway, that came from the Ghost Adventures fandom site. Um, the, I've also got information from Adelaide's Haunted Horizons, uh, a couple of books, Legends of America. Um, sorry, that's .com. Where's the books that I had? West Virginia Ghosts and Strange Phenomena of the Mountain State by Patty A. Wilson. Um, there was another book I had too. I can't even find that one. But um, do you know what excites me about this? Is we're going to go. Yes. And we're going to get to have our own experiences. Yeah, yeah. Have you got something more to add? Oh, no, I'm just reading about um, uh, around the 1980s. And I I go back to that story where you say that um, an apparition was seen walking around. um, And then they would go up and not find him there. And it... uh, it just landed in front of my face here that in um, around the 1980s, they were saying how lax the um, security in the prison was. Yeah, I reckon it's a real person. And that a lot of the locks in the cells were picked and a lot of the inmates were just walking around freely. Yeah. See, so, I was right. Yeah, so it probably goes back to that thing of, yeah, there, were, there may have been a, a lock picker there yeah. and he may have just wandered around and, yeah, gone back in as a bit of a joke. Got, got himself a sandwich and came yep. back. Yeah, but 2,000 men at one stage, goodness gracious me. And it was only meant to hold, I think, 800 or 700. Wow. I can't remember yeah. the exact number, yeah. but I know that it was way over what it was yeah. meant to hold. So, I, look, we've just really scratched the surface here. I'm yeah. sure there are a lot it's, more it's huge. stories. Yeah. The place is huge. Yep. I think it would be terrifying to walk through at night yeah. on your own. I'd be pooping my pants going through with a little torch, especially as I oh, don't we'll take know a big torch then. the area. Uh, it would be. A, I hope we do have time to. Well, I think we're going to be running there. one of the um, uh, sessions for the investigation. Oh, oh, which place do you want to go, Dad? Do you want to go to the Sugar Shack? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it'll be depending on what we're allowed to do. I don't know. Because are we that special that we're allowed to have the Sugar Shack? Anyway, look, we have to wrap it up because we've actually got a ghost tour on tonight. We've got to go and work. Renata, is it a true haunting? I reckon so. I'm I reckon di- so too. I'm dying to find out. Yeah, if Alison uh, and yeah. Keg said all yes. that stuff was going on there yeah. then I, and they've caught a missed form, yeah. I've got to go. I've actually got goosebumps just talking about it i desperately want to have an experience like that where i can finally go oh my god well we will find out our own bits of information about um, moundsville 
uh, penitentiary and I think this might deserve a second episode. Maybe, yeah. Sometime in 2023 after we visited. So keep coming back to this this site because I think you'll be hearing more about uh, West Virginia Penitentiary. Oh, we got the name right finally. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of The True Hauntings. Please share this around with your family and friends and people that you like, not the ones you don't like. And uh, if you get the chance, leave us a review. Please, a five-star rating really helps us get our name out there and grow our family here at The True Hauntings Podcast. Guys, we'll see you all next time. Meantime, stay spooky, be frightfully good, and we'll see you on the the dark side. side. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 